Welcome to One Decent Pastor, a weekly podcast of The Door located in Central Oregon, where three completely average guys join forces to make One Decent Pastor and to discuss, discover, and promote all things Bible. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. It is. Yeah. We have uh, a guest. We have a guest. You want to introduce the guest? It's a good looking beard, too. It is. I've been told I look fabulous. It looks (laughs) better. You look better with the beard. And I don't remember seeing you with the beard most of my life. You're pretty clean. I I had a beard when you you guys were small. Yeah. I remember that. Once for about a year or so. Yeah. Well, your mother told me. Under no uncertain terms. See, my wife's the opposite. Yeah, She's like, you need to get a beard or I'm going to leave you. In case you haven't figured it out, David and I. It's my father. Yeah. Got David's dad, dad joining us today. Yep. Which is kind of cool, i got to say. Welcome. We're going to glean some of his wisdom. How many? 77 years of wisdom? 78 years of wisdom? I rounded up to 78, yeah. Rounded up to 80? <laughs> and wis- wisdom is what Solomon had. Yeah. I just got some miles. Okay. I have no wisdom. <laughs> well, that's what we're going to call it, an old man and his mileage. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. Good, good to have my dad. I've been wanting to actually do this for a while, so got lots of lots lots of heroes in my life, but number one right there. So, yeah. Very cool. Good to have you. Yeah. Thank you. Yep, yep. Anything to announce this week? Tonight. Yeah, third Thursdays tonight, pulled yep. pork is on the menu, which is important to point out, and uh, I think Paul... He's sharing his testimony is what Paul was lined Campbell, up. Paul Campbell, yeah. So, yep. so come out for that. I had a great baptism on Sunday. It was awesome. Uh, seven people were baptized, and a uh, beautiful day, good food. Uh, yep. Worked out really well, so we're rejoicing over that. Yeah, yeah, it was a good day. For I, sure. got, I got nothing else. What we do? Yeah. Well, uh, oh, food market is on Friday. Yeah, do you have an announcement, oh. sir? CBC, men's breakfast, Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. nice. You're coming over here to announce what the enemy's <laughs> doing, bro? We, we didn't discuss yeah. this beforehand. I forgot. <laughs> here on, on Saturday morning here at 8.30, they're doing a yard landscape cleanup thing. Janet is uh, organizing it. There's muffins right. and coffee. So okay. if, if you got nothing going on Saturday morning, come and help clean up the property. That'd okay. be great. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Yeah. And then <clears throat> what, what time was the men's thing? I don't know, 8.30, I think. Okay. This coming Saturday? This coming Saturday. And, and today is now. Pastor Jeff's. It birthday. is his birthday. birthday. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Happy birthday. Did you know that, Jeff? Well, your mother gave him a uh, birthday card okay. yesterday, and he didn't show up today. Uh-huh. And I think today's the day, isn't it? Yeah, today's yeah. his birthday. Yeah. He's playing hooky? I don't know. He's got on his he bike. He doesn't check in with me. <laughs> I'm not his watch. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Doesn't. Okay. All right. So anyway, happy That's birthday, funny. Jeff. Not yeah. that you're watching or listening, but he might. You know. Jeff he probably might. tunes into this all the time, I'm sure. I think so. It's the top of his list. Probably not. <laughs> when, he's, when he's on. Yeah. yeah. He watches to make sure his hair looks good or something. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. So we're, we're, we're going to interview this man today. And uh, like we said, get some of his wisdom. I actually wrote up some questions. And then you guys, I asked you guys to write a couple. And you guys covered basically everything, like everything that I had written down. So I'm just going to go through the boxer. Does that mean great yeah. minds think alike? Is that what you're Either saying? that or you guys... Uh, looked in my file cabinet and copied <laughs> what I was writing. Or not so great minds. Thank you. Also. <laughs> there you go. Oh, you got what do you got? Yeah, what do you got? Oh, you, you got, got one? We printed them out. 
Well, how do you read them? You little things. So I screenshotted <laughs> the boxer and then and then texted them to him, yeah. and then he blew them up in print. This is this is funny. You're yeah. learning something already. That, that's huge. If you want to read, you gotta. Well, that's, that's awesome. That's not as big as the print in your big Bible, David. Yeah, the big Bible. that's <laughs> yeah. so big that I can't even carry it around because it's, yeah. it's not yeah. practical. So let's start this way. You've been in the church, in the church, how many years? Well, I don't do arithmetic, but I was 22. Okay. Uh, so you didn't grow up in the church? No. Yeah. Uh, grandma and Grandpa were not yeah. uh, churchgoers. My mother, your grandmother, tried off and on to uh, go to church, a little Methodist church in Montebello, and then... Uh, a guy I hung around with in grade school, Eddie Kaserman. He was part of a youth group at a Presbyterian church, okay. which uh, you might enjoy this one. It was the Beverly Boulevard Orthodox Presbyterian Church or something. Yeah. And Dwight Poundstone was the pastor. Wow. Pastor Poundstone. It's hard. It's got a nice ring to it. No. We're, we're, I'm not finished. Does it get better? It gets better. <clears throat> One of his kids was Donnie Poundstone, okay. who is some kind of a, um, I'm not sure what his position is in a Presbyterian church, but um, Dan Dillard. Yeah. When Dan was uh, laid up from his motorcycle accident, Donnie would come over here from time to time yeah. and pinch hit at the oh, uh, Presbyterian Church of Town. So there's a connection there. Well, and I never got to catch him. I, I said something to Dan a couple times about, hey, listen, when he's coming over here, let me know and I'll come over and just catch up. Because that's been uh, 60 years ago. So was that your first, your first experience with the church was yeah, Presbyterian? Yeah, was growing up Presbyterian Church. Yeah. And I was always inclined, uh, spiritually inclined, while not active or a yeah. participant or studying or anything, I had a um, um, inclination in that direction, mm -hmm. as opposed to say a worldly direction. Sure. Although I spent my time in the world, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah. So there, so there was a conviction there, internal conviction that of something more. Yeah, yeah. I was always sympathetic, I guess. To yeah. That point of view of uh, a spiritual. So when did you when did you meet the Lord? When I met your mother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not to be confused, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes yeah. some men will confuse that. <laughs> We're talking about Jesus. <laughs> that well, on Easter Sunday, 1966, we were all going out to Aunt Sylvia's house yeah, yeah. for Easter, and. Um, she said, you can't come to Easter dinner unless you come to church. So mm -hmm. we all went. And Pat and I had gone to grade school together. And at sixth grade, we went different directions. But when I walked in that morning, 10 years later, and I looked across at the water fountain, I recognized her instantly. Mm -hmm. And uh, that following Friday night, um, we had our first <coughs> date. And I think both of us knew then. My fingers don't right do that I'll anymore do it <laughs> and uh weren't you like violently ill on that first date surprised she called you back well i had been sick that day i had the flu or something but mm -hmm. i didn't want to didn't want to blow it i didn't well first date you don't <laughs> want to call up and say gee you know i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> right. 
puking my guts out. <laughs> well, on the way home, yeah. um, I just said, I'm sorry, and I pulled over and I went behind the car and barfed. <laughs> no kiss on the first date, I'm going to guess. Well, no, I, I did not try to kiss her goodnight. I, Good move. Yeah, yeah. And she says that she went in and told her mom that night mm-hmm. that this is the one. This wow. is the one. Wow. Yeah. How and long have you guys been married now? Uh, 54 years. 54. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. awesome. And then, uh, so I started attending things yeah. with her at the Church, Church of Christ. Christ there in Montebello. Yeah. And there was an older couple. You remember Mac and Sue? Yes. This couple had raised Sue and her brother, uh, kind of a foster home. But anyway, what they did is they took me into a classroom on Wednesday night after everybody left, and they had this little film strip. And uh, it, it was it was partly comical, but it was interesting to see the way they did it. You know what film strips are, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big old... Yeah, v- vaguely remember that. And, yeah. We've heard, we've we've heard, heard about museum, them. Yeah. In museums, yeah. yeah. And you, you just crank them one doohickey at a time. And Bill would sit there, and he had the script and Ada would sit there and she worked the projector and you know at New Year's Eve you have little froggy clickers? Sure. Mm-hmm. Bill had a froggy clicker and he would click the froggy and Ida would advance it. <laughs> Dude we gotta implement some of this. Yeah. <laughs> well you guys have all this new technology. But, well, uh, we don't have froggy clickers. That was state of the art then. Not the yeah. froggy clicker. We, we need the, some of those. Film strip. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. over time studying with them, That's awesome. and uh, so some people have an aha moment. Yeah, you said your aha moment was. Well, I think I've had like twelve aha moments. <laughs> in well, my life. okay, your first one. So yeah, well, well, I, I'm kind of like you, where I always knew, like just partially from being raised by you guys, the worldview that you put into me, all that stuff. But um, but then those times when you feel like it's been personalized, like encounters with God, right? So, yeah. So Had a couple of those. Um, and some people say, you know, there was this... Right. I, I've seen some guys who change. Just boom. Just mm-hmm. like Well, Hank Williams' song, I Saw the Light. <laughs> right. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. there's a little more background to right. it, but boom, he saw the light. Yeah. And uh, mine was more gradual. It just... Slowly yeah. over the years. I feel like mine was more that way too. Yeah. So yeah. the beginning of it was probably the Presbyterian Church. It <clears throat> was growing with the Church of Christ there and, and with your mother over the years. Yeah. But um, I think the real big moments came after we moved here and started at CBC and studying with Glenn and... Yeah. Uh, seeing a whole other mm-hmm. just infinite yeah. dimensions that depth, depth to the word depth of God and, and yeah. breadth yeah and what it, if this is depth, length width that's height, height, what is it yeah that yeah. way too. Girth. Yep. Yeah. Girth. <laughs> yep. that's awesome um you've done about darn near everything in the church since you've eldered you've deaconed you've and then you've done everything around and in between and patrol the parking lot <laughs> preached, yeah, preached on a Sunday morning. No, he's taught, yeah, yeah. preached. Done it all. You've pretty much done everything. Well, I haven't done much ta- teaching, yes, uh, preaching only a couple times, yeah. and recently here. Yeah. Um, 
I, I kid you about the parking lot, but at the Pomona Church Christ, we had trouble with people stealing batteries out of cars during the Sunday no, night service. It wasn't a fabulous neighborhood at all. Yeah. And what was the freeway that ran alongside it? Uh, the uh, 10 freeway. Yeah. No, it was, it was an early neighborhood. And so we just had a couple guys would, during the, uh, the evening service on Sunday, would just walk around the building in the parking lot just to discourage that kind of stuff. So I'm walking with this guy one night. And we're just talking while we're going, and pretty soon he opens his coat, and he's carrying a gun. Jake, what are you going to do with that? If I see somebody stealing a bat, you're not going <laughs> to shoot somebody, Jake. I'm going to send them to Jesus. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Now we got some background, because he can keep going with stories all day. You guys probably ought, ought to focus him. All right. I, I, gotta, I have a question. Um, this isn't necessarily on the list, so hopefully that doesn't throw, oh, throw you on the list. <laughs> what are some major differences in the church today versus, you know, like in the 60s? Well, I think in, in general. That was one of the questions, by the way. I think that was, yeah, that was on the list. Yeah. Ah. You did well. Okay. Anyway. Sorry if I stole uh, your I think a couple of things. <laughs> one, uh, the church universal, just Christianity. Uh, it was a simpler world 50 years ago. Yeah. And the world is infinitely more complex now. And the secular influences have grown hugely. And the pressures that are put on people, not just in the church, but in, at the job or in school or whatever, to adopt these secular viewpoints about whether it's science or sexuality or politics or social issues or whatever else, to the point where when I was working, uh, the first, I don't know, 25 years, even 30 years, well, in fact, maybe my whole working career, um, there was not pressure internal in, in the companies that I worked for to conform to current fad. And now I think young people find that if they go to work for certain companies, they're going to get almost forced. And I think it's even part of the interview processes uh, to make sure you fit in. Um, so I think what that does is it, it makes its way into the church. And I heard yesterday that one of the major denominations is splitting over the LGBTQ okay. thing. Yeah, which has been going on. It's been, know, and it's yeah. been going it's on. But that was non-existent. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, those kinds of things were non-existent. And so that does affect both the local church, but the church universal mm -hmm. is... Uh, Just secularism creeping into the church. Yeah. I think it also, yeah. though, in some ways, it, it, it's... Um, it does that kind of cleansing thing because when you're forced to have to follow the Lord or compromise, you kind of have that moment in time where you have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. and, and we're seeing a lot of people falling away right now, I think. Um, but, but but that helps kind of clear the playing field a little bit. So you maybe you know, I mean, sometimes you just assume everybody that's in the church is, is one of us or knows the Lord, and that's not always the case. So if there's an upside to that, um, yeah. you know, it kind of winnows you know, winnowing effect in the church a little bit to where you can kind of determine, well, maybe these people aren't um, Christians and maybe we do mm -hmm. need to preach the gospel to them. Well, you know, just this morning, uh, 
don't remember what it, I can't help you. Oh, it was Bill Gaither, and they talked about iron sharpening iron. Mm. And uh, you talk about refining gold or precious metals, and it's done with heat and fire. And, yeah. um, and I think about the, the early church. Uh, one of the last things Jesus did was said, go out. Yeah, Great Commission. The Great Commission, you go out, you spread the make word. Make disciples. Yep. Make disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, mm -hmm. except nobody did it. So a persecution came along, mm -hmm. which then forced a dispersion, mm -hmm. which then, if, if man won't do it, God will do it for man. For sure. He'll, yeah. He'll, yeah, it's, it's Babel yeah. 2.0, right, yeah. except with the church. Okay, yeah. if, you, if you're not going to leave Jerusalem, if you, if you then I'll, yeah. I'll make sure you leave Jerusalem. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. And we see that in the local church today. You know, we try to talk about going out and making disciples, and everybody sits there. Hmm. Nobody goes out. Mm -hmm. Well, what about your neighbors? What about your friends? We, we uh, did a thing at CBC recently uh, where we opened it up to the community, right. that, that neighborhood website or yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. whatever it's called. Next door. Yeah. Next door. Um, anybody interested in learning about Christianity, come over to the library on Monday night, 7 o'clock, and we had a thing, and one person showed up. Yeah. And... Um, Two people from CBC and a third lady from uh, the Church of Christ in town. They came and uh, the, that lady was trying to get two of her co-workers to come because mm -hmm. that's what we told people is if you have somebody, just bring them. Yeah. You don't have to say anything. You can just sit there. Just right. bring them. But, well, it'd be nice if, it were, if, if we could get them to come to us. It would be very helpful and convenient, right? But the, again, it's the, it's go. <laughs> but, well, we yeah, did. In yeah, a sense, yeah. we went to the library yeah. and we advertised in the community. Yeah, yeah. And um, now we're doing Christianity 101. And this is the second round of, of that kind of thing at CBC in the equipping class. Is, okay, this is how you could, this is fundamental Christianity. Mm -hmm. Okay, how do we know about Christianity? How do we know about Christ and God? Well, we start here. Right. So the first session had to do with how this all came about. Uh, second session last week had to do with creation. Next week we're going to talk about sin. And then we just mm -hmm. keep working through the basics because if you're going to talk to an unbeliever, you're going to, you're going to talk about the basics. Yeah, you kind of need to, you yeah. need to lay a foundation. Yeah. And you have to be comfortable with it. And most people, I think, the reason they don't want to go out is because they're not comfortable. They're frightened. What if they ask me a question? Oh my gosh, if I don't have the answer. Yeah, sure. If I can't quote chapter and verse, right. what? what? Yeah. And, and it's terrifying. It's intimidating yeah. to think that we have to have everything in order. For yeah. sure. I've seen, I've seen a, that's one of the biggest changes I've, not changes, but uh, yeah, maybe in a way that I've seen in you over the last few years is your desire to, to be more missional, which is, which is awesome. In fact, you have two kids that live next door to you who have parents oh, yeah. that are far from Christians that you have invested in. They actually come to your house. You've been teaching them Bible. You've been teaching them the gospel, walking them through the biblical narrative, um, praying with them, answering questions. These children, like you've become like a spiritual father and, to them. And that was the neighborhood website. I was just looking at it one day, and yeah, there was this posting yeah, I saying, I would, would somebody teach my... It's awesome. Oh, Next door. Yeah. 
Sure. I, I, that's not hard. That's I awesome. Walk over there. That's awesome. But, but um, you know, all of us, uh, the dog walkers, have friends they walk yeah. dogs with. Right. Uh, the people that the uh, the shark. Your. Yeah. You know, everybody knows somebody. Well, that, that, see, that's that's the beauty of it, right? That's that's where he has put the 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 you know the cookies on the bottom shelf for us when it yeah. comes to evangelizing. Yeah. Is that we've all got opportunities every day, like but, in front of us. But I think going back to, you know, that never changes. I think from, from the very get-go yeah. with the Great Commission, God had to force people to go out. Sure. And he did it through persecution. So if we're going to face a persecution, which yeah. most of us see coming. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes with the church, probably even the older ones, denominations, it seems like the way that God does that is, is there's a point where you realize, oh, there's no generation inside these walls that's going to succeed the generation that's in these walls you know sometimes it's even just reality checks like yeah. that where where it's like okay maybe maybe we gotta you know start trusting god and walking in these things that he's given us to walk well, in and go out and know. then you try to do things too to uh, uh attraction ministries i don't hold a lot of sure you know they're not big on my list of yeah, things yeah, yeah. but you still have to have things for people yeah and generations change Yes, unfortunately. And allowing people to drink coffee in the sanctuary, you know, this set-aside room. Well, wait a minute. Uh, Church of Christ called yeah. it an auditorium. It was yeah. just a place where people gathered. Right. It's not the Holy of Holies. Right. It, and it was allowing, not a sanctuary. Pardon me? It was not a sanctuary. Well. And they did not call <clears throat> pastors pastors. They called them ministers, right? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure that there will be coffee in the actual Holy of Holies, so... Yeah, just the high just priest had his, had his part of Starbucks with him. And just sure. Not Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> definitely not Starbucks. <laughs> so I have a, a question. You've been old in the church now, and you've been young in the church, so you have both perspectives. I think a lot of times churches tend to um, cater to one or the other. Uh, it seems like there's there's um, sometimes not this combining of, of the old and the young, and I guess. You know, maybe talk a little bit about how the old and the young need each other and why we have a difficult time relating to each other. Uh, sometimes we even separate them out. Like, you know, you guys stay over here in your hole and you stay over here in your hole and don't even talk to each other. It's just very strange to me. <laughs> well, that's one that you're darned if you do and darned if you don't. Mm -hmm. um, young marrieds will want to have the young marrieds class. Yeah. And the old fogies want to have the old fogie class. And the youth group wants to have the youth group class. And so there is a stratification yeah. that goes on. Yeah, and usually where all come together is at the worship service. Or if you have some sort of fellowship or some other kind of an activity. So the stratification is both good, but it can also, if, if somehow they, the, the, these various groups don't have a way of coming together at some point over some... We started showing movies at the church. Mm -hmm. uh, at yeah, like CBC. a movie night. Yeah. Movie night. Free popcorn, free Cokes, right. free... They have these little uh, Sunday cups. And mm -hmm. um, Now, we didn't show the latest Star Wars movie or anything like right. that. They were all Christian-based films. Mm -hmm. And we showed some of the, the Chosen, some of those series, and um, so we've had different, and 
I would say basically it was the older people that came, yeah. the younger people uh, for whatever reason. Right. And I'm sure the, the that with kids. Come to Star Wars. <laughs> well, that's it. If you Ch have Ch kids, I come to Star Wars. Aren't going <laughs> to right. appeal to them. <laughs> right. Right. But at the same time, we're not just in the showbiz. We're right. not trying to compete with Regal. Yeah. Um, yeah you're not going to show Breaking Bad or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Breaking Bad. I never you watched know what? that one. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Next, next don't watch it. <laughs> Well, I figured that. So you're really, it's the challenge of integration, right? It's, Which has always been in the tradition. And it's always been there. Yeah. How do you deal yeah. with it? Right, right. Uh, I wish I don't we know. could figure it out because I've just seen this thing where um, the benefit that we have, you know, the, the young people are benefited by the older people. Right. Uh, their wisdom, they, 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 they know how to do marriage. They know mm -hmm. how to raise kids. There's all of this wisdom that's there that we... We don't tap into, and then the older people—they're energized by the younger people. There's this, there's this mutual benefit. You know who one of the main on. people is at the youth group at CBC? Oh. an 89-year-old lady, and <laughs> she's so in cool. there playing games with them. And, and, uh, well, is it the same lady that was there when I was there? What's her name? Um, why did you ask me? Sorry, because because there was a lady there that was probably yeah. 70 when I was doing it, and she was just. Um, she has a twin, that lady. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I can't think of her name, but that's the lady. Um, she was doing it then. Forgive me yeah. if you're watching. <laughs> well, we'll but that's later. what happens when you get old. Is exactly. But she used to say, I remember that. I'm, I love being here because they make me feel young and I, they make me. She's a retired know, college professor. Yeah. She, you know, she yeah. dealt with young people all of her life. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was in youth group, we had a, a group of praying grandmas. Led by Granny May. And Granny Mae, was, she was 100 years old when I was a little kid, and, you know, she died when I was an adult. I, mean, I don't know how old she was, but um, anyway, they, you know, they, they couldn't handle being at the youth group, but yeah. they would come while youth group was happening and meet in another part of the church, and these grandmas, there was five or six of them every week. That's awesome. I mean, for years, every That's week, and they would pray for youth group while it was happening, and that was their contribution, yeah. and it was just super cool. I think CBC still has a grandma's prayer group. That's where Same thing. mother I think, is oh, right that's, now. Oh, that's where my mom is right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's these older praying for diligently, and you're fervently on, for the younger. You're on the list. I'm on the list? Well, I need it. I've been needing it for years. I always <laughs> joke with people like mom, mom, like pretty much like prayed me out of hell, you know, at some point. So, or Grandma Avis or somebody, you know. Yeah. So, um, I'm going to steal one of Chad's. How do you balance, kind of along the same lines, you like I've never seen buddy somebody serve like more than you. Well, I, I have now <laughs> with the kind of attitude that you have. Like you're you've just always been a, a doer. You're a worker. You're a servant for the church. Um, you just pour out, pour out, pour out. And I I didn't I don't know why I didn't get like that gene from you. <laughs> I thought you did. I, I not, not not the same way that you do. Like I like you well, put yeah. me to shame when I when I look at you. Uh, but how how and you still do it. You're. You're not getting younger. You're not like a spring chicken anymore. And like every day, where's dad? Oh, he's down at the church, you know, doing this, doing that, doing the other thing. So one of Chad's questions was, how do you balance the constraints of, of age, lack of energy, health issues, you know, getting old, all that good stuff, with having more time than younger people to, to serve the church? Well, I'm not sure it's a balance. It's probably by subtraction. There's just some things I can't do anymore physically. And so I don't do them. I don't have to balance anything. I just can't do it. You just <coughs> delegate those. But, but find people. You have a do priority, it. though, right? Maybe yeah. that would have been a better and, way to uh, prioritize things. Um, I spend more time now. Uh, spent a lot of time last week at the hospital and at the home of a couple that are going through some real serious uh, medical issues. Uh -huh. 
and praying with them and, and trying to, and other people were working as well. There was a couple of ladies that were helping out and uh, so trying to do those kinds of things. Uh, going, uh, some of our shut-in people are maybe not shut-in exactly, but um, they have medical problems. Uh, there was a lady we were supposed to take for uh, some tests tomorrow, but she ended up having a test, and she's got cancer. So trying to help those kind of people. Uh, it, I do that more than sweeping the floor or doing some other, I don't paint things anymore. I don't, never did. Why, why do you do those things rather than play golf or, or something? Well, you know? it goes back to, and, and that's an interesting question because mm -hmm. I, Eventually, we'll probably get to you know why people don't do stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, when Pat and I were approaching retirement, I was reading this book on, and one of the things was to make a bucket list or make a priority list. What is it you want to do? And so they had a bunch of questions at the end of each chapter, and I wrote them down. And one week when I was going off on a trip, um, I said, "Here, Pat, you read you read these, answer them. I'll take one answer. We'll see what." happens when when I get back and each of us four out of the five things were the same mm -hmm. and number one was live close enough to the local church that we can actually be a part of the church because mm -hmm. even at Victorville we were probably what 15 miles one way sure it's the, yeah it seemed it seemed longer it, than that well it seemed like Bear a half Valley, hour to get there Bear Valley Road when we moved there was a two lane yeah. with stop signs when we moved away, it was six lanes with 17 or 18 traffic signals yeah. just to get to the freeway. Mm -hmm. And the closer yeah. you got to the freeway, all you did was advance <clears throat> by cycles of signals. Mm -hmm. uh, I, re I remember the ride home uh, from the church to home the time I stole that t-shirt with the youth group. Mm -hmm. It was the longest. It was, it was hours. That was one of my favorite days. <laughs> I want to thank you for that memory. <laughs> so... Um, but to answer your yes. qu question yeah. is that was number one on our list was to actually be able to be a part of it to be able to lead the men's sure. Bible studies which uh, uh, I did Pat was working with the ladies ministries yeah. um, so we tried to, to be a part of the church and do things uh, golf I played golf but I played you know once or twice a sure. month maybe well, why is it important to you to, to be a part of the church more than, you know, the golf club. <laughs> faith without works is dead. And having faith but not doing anything, and it's not the doing you don't earn your way, right. but one without the other, or doing this without that, it, either which yeah. way, is dead. And the last bunch of years I was working, I had been unemployed. You remember uh, one company I worked for was sold to another company yeah. and they comps, not comps. did away with yeah. Well, that wasn't Compsonics. Right. That was the one before. Yeah. And anyway, they did away with the Western and so I ended up unemployed for nine months. So when I went back to work, I got the job with Compsonics. Mm -hmm. I then was not working for Compsonics. I was working for the Lord. Compsonics just happened to be, uh, you heard of peripheral damage? Well, this is peripheral benefit. <laughs> And um, I, I, without making any details or anything, when I left, I had done a very good job, but it wasn't me doing the job. Sure. It was, uh, what I did was... To him, to the glory of God. For him, yeah. to the glory of God. Right. 
Gosh, we should almost talk about this. This is something yeah. some Christians don't understand. Right. And, and <laughs> so, and I happen to be fortunate that uh, my immediate boss was a believer mm-hmm. uh, in guy in uh, Virginia. And um, the RSR that I had, um, Marquita, she was a believer. And so it's a lot easier when you're working with like-minded people than what we talked about earlier, if you're middle of, you know. And we had somebody back in Virginia that, and this was early 90s, mid 90s, uh, was a guy that became a gal. And that caused all kinds of problems back there. But even for me, dealing with that person on the phone, at some point, um, that person went to HR and changed his employment records to she, and bathroom privileges changed. There were people that had worked with this person for 15 years, and especially the women couldn't come up with, why do I have to share a bathroom with a man I've known for 15 years just because? This is when it was taboo, right? It was, it was emerging, I will put yeah, it that sure, way. Sure. And he may have been in the front lines of uh, um, that occurring. Yeah. Well, and, I, I have, I've always, go ahead. Well, and anyway, I mean, so it was beginning to creep in mm-hmm. back then, but because I was doing outside sales and marketing work, I wasn't directly involved other than by phone or when I went back for meetings or something. But it's not like what some yeah. of our people face today. I've always loved that about you and mom when you guys retired that, that that was kind of the reality of what ended up happening with your lives is you guys didn't become more distant from the church. You actually became more entrenched in the church. And, and a lot of times what we'll see with with the older parts of our congregation is, is the opposite. You know, they, they've worked all their lives for the, for the golf course, finally, or mm-hmm. for the cruise ship, finally, or f- you know what I mean. And so, we we don't see a lot of them consistently because they're gone more than they're here, which which affects the younger people. I think that's exactly what we're talking about. Like it, it's, it, they're such a valuable resource and they don't yeah. even know it. Uh, and and so it's 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 so cool to see that you guys are going. No, this, this is like like where else should we be? Like this is this is the best place yeah. to be, and, and it matters it's to the life. younger people. It, yeah. it is it is your life. It's obvious that it's your guys's. That's life. what's neat yeah. is that so many people right now. When you look, you talk about what their life is defined by, and even what the decisions are making right now to to leave this area to move to a better place, and all this. I get why people do that. I do, but it's also like, what about the kingdom? What are we really here for? And yeah. and and when people get it, I mean, I'm sure if you were to look back on your life right now and think about all the things that you know, um, the kingdom stuff is probably what you're. You Probably a best regret. Yeah, yeah, there's no. I mean, it, it, those are the things that really matter to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, those impacts you've made uh, for the kingdom, and, and even the fact that you're still doing it is, you know, it's inspiring. Yeah, yeah, well, and, and it probably it can't be understated. I mean, it maybe feels probably underwhelming. I would imagine at times, and I don't know if you ever question, you know, the, the impact that you might have on people's lives. But you know, God God uses those things in ways that the we thing don't is understand. Sometimes yeah. the impact you make on people's lives, you never know. Right. True. And you won't know on this side of heaven. Yeah. Um, when we were, we just went to Tennessee mm-hmm. f- 
for all you Bill Gaither fans, we went to a Bill Gaither three. Oh, uh, you just you just went for Dollywood. <laughs> well, Dollywood just happened to be there, and your mother wanted to see it. And uh, <laughs> but if you ever get to Gatlinburg and Pigeon Forge and Boogertown, uh, I can't believe you didn't give me a shirt from Boogertown. <laughs> that like that place? makes me mad. Boogertown, that's a real place. I, I was real. trying to beat wow. traffic back there, and I thought, well, this this road's going in the right direction, so I took <laughs> off down this road. Finally, uh, I had to give up and ask Siri for directions. And so she had me turn around and go back a mile and a quarter and then turn left on Boogertown Road. Wow. That's on my list now, places to visit. Wow. That would have been the coolest souvenir. I should have <laughs> taken shirt. a picture of the street sign, but I didn't. That's awesome. But um, on that trip, when we were coming back, we ended up having to delay a day because of plane reservations and anyway. And your mother was just in tears. She was looking so forward to coming home, and I was getting pretty tired of a suitcase, too. And we had given away the rental car and already turned it in, and now we don't have a room reservation for that night, and you, you know the complications, right? And she was just in tears. But then she said, no, this is, we're going to do it. Right. The next day, uh, the Congressman John Lewis, uh, you may recognize, he was uh, kind of an icon in the civil rights yeah. movement, became a congressman. He died uh, a couple years ago, and I'm standing there at the airport, and they got this big display. Pat, your mother had told me to go look at it, so I'm, I'm looking at it, and pretty soon somebody walks up beside me. And she said, who is this? And, and it was a Chinese, young Chinese woman. And so I'm, well, John Lewis, he, and, oh, civil rights, Jesse Jackson, Martin Luther King. And I said, yeah, here's pictures of him with them. And I said, you know what? Come and meet my wife. So we walked back over, and the two of them got to talking, and Pat shared the gospel with that woman. And Pat says, now I know why we didn't get the flight yesterday is because I was supposed to share the gospel with that woman today, and we'll never know what comes of it. Because yeah. she went on to her trade show, yeah. and we came back home to Oregon. And well, I even see you guys do that in restaurants. You know, we'll go out and eat, and you know, if the waitress just happens to walk by while you're about to pray for the food, you'll be like, "Hey, we're you know, is there anything we can pray for?" And like, yeah, and you never know. That's like, from Rick Edgeman. Well, what it, there's a lot of people that do it, but the point is, you, you like, we don't know the rest of the story with with those type of things a lot of times. So, so we just try to be intentional and not miss opportunities, right? But, yeah. Um, I think you already kind of spoke to this, but one of the most um, powerful gospel narratives I saw watching you that just stands out. There's many of them, by the way, not just one, <laughs> but the one is when um, uh, Grandma Ava's Papa Bill <clears throat> came to live with us because they could no longer live on their own. You guys built a house with the with with a wing on the side of it for them. So they were living. I think you guys were in your 40s. So you were in the middle of careers and working and all that stuff while you were taking care of these two people dying. And I used to watch you with them every day, a lot of times doing the nasty stuff of changing his his pants and getting him into the bathtub. And he wasn't an easy guy to lift. And, and day in and day out, I would see you do this. And it was a, such a picture of 
All I had to do was offering tamales, and he would take a shower. <laughs> but, but I don't know. I, I saw. I, I saw a lot it of. Sounds like a catch twenty two. Yeah. I saw a lot of challenge in labor. Want some tamales? Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Like, how do you? How did you get through that time? Like, how did you do what you did so faithfully through that? Well, they weren't again, even your parents. Well, they are. I mean, I know, but yeah. The elder, older folks are parents to the younger folks, sure. whether they're related or not. Sure. And, uh, it, and I think Scripture's pretty clear about that, that you honor your mother and your father. Well, I, was, I yeah. think there's a list of ten thingamajiggers somewhere where that's one of them. So you actually believe your Bible? Imagine. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that part of it was easy. To, you know, to do it, um, because we're supposed to do it. Yeah. And then I also, uh, there was a history class I took in college one time, and it was, it never, sometimes you do have an aha moment, and the, the uh, professor was saying that large families were Social Security before Social Security. Mm. And my mother came from a family of 15 kids. Mm -hmm. My dad came from a family of nine kids. And they all predated Social Security. Nowadays, you see families with no kids or one kid or two kids. Yeah. And people expect <clears throat> now the government to take yeah, care of sure. We got Medicare and we got Social Security income, we got disability income, we got food stamps, we got, and everybody kind of is beginning to expect to be taken care of rather right. than do the taking care of. Sure. And so I think there's something missing there too that uh, young people looking after the older people, um, there's something to be said for it. Sure. Well, I think that's kind of why I brought it up, is I, I see you, obviously, you're still doing the same stuff, like with the people at your church, that you're still taking to hospital, you know, appointments and stuff like, you're almost still, well, you've always been a good caretaker, but then we're talking about how how the older help the younger, but again, seeing seeing you actually, uh, for lack of a better term, like pay that forward too, like you've been on both sides of it, so, um, but that, that left your, like Your a, turn's coming, Bob. Oh, it's, it's yeah, I'm not changing your diaper. I'm going to draw the line there. We heard him say he admired it, so we, we yeah. expect him to, you know, to step right up. I set the example. No, I, I love that we live the deep ends. In, in the proximity we do, and yeah, obviously would love to. And, and part of, if I'm able to do a decent job at all, it's, you know, obviously watching watching you <laughs> and what you did. So, um, Brent, did you have something? Another? I just, you know, I... I, I um, appreciate your family a lot because you know obviously uh, David's one of my closest friends and and we minister side by side together and I know that the story of kind of the trouble he caused you guys and um, you know what the Lord did the Lord's faithfulness and all of this and maybe maybe to some parents out there that are that are struggling and wondering and you know maybe you have some some little encouragement or words of hope that you might because uh, to see what your son's doing now has got to be kind of mind-blowing <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a night where during the depth of his doing his thing, when Pat looked at me and she just looked up at me and said, we've lost our son. Mm -hmm. And that's how, 
And then for me, in my mind, there was, uh, it was a prayer, you know, God, let me die or let David die. Because either way, it'll stop hurting. But having said that, I mean, that's just the depth of, yeah. you never keep, quit trying. I've known parents that, uh, fine, they're out on the street, peck with them. And, but you don't quit trying. You, you keep doing whatever it is that you can do to try to recover. And that's not to say I haven't given up on people. I'm talking oh, sure. about kids. You know, my, my kid. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes the parents, there isn't anything you can do. You know, I have a, a granddaughter where I'm not sure it's possible because in that case, mental illness is an issue. Um, and and mm -hmm. dealing with mental illness is one thing. Uh, dealing with bad behavior, even though it might be driven by something that, that creates sure. uh, poor worldviews, to mm -hmm. say, just say it that way. But I guess you just never give up and never quit praying and never quit trying. What does it mean to you and Pat now to see see what your son's doing? I, it's, uh, well, they don't go to our church. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that tells you something. Well, <laughs> I, I told them not to, actually. Well, um, not going to this church, to, to the door versus CBC, we were pretty plugged in at CBC. When I told you guys to started. stay there. Yeah, and um, made more sense. And I, I, I guess maybe that was one of the biggest things. I think your mother would probably be over here in a heartbeat yeah, sure. if something happened to me. But me, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys do things a little bit different here, and it's doing church. We're gonna get some of those frog clickers. <laughs> yeah, but there we have elders and senior pastor. The kind of the traditional structure here, you don't have that yeah. that kind of a structure, and so I wasn't sure where I would fit. Yeah, um, I'm not a I'm to be in a pulpit every week is I don't know that that's I'd probably do better over time, but I'd still not my uh, where I viewed a gift. Teaching is another thing, or doing some of the other things. Um, yeah. yeah. It's just a question of fit, I think. Well, I, I am grateful for your perseverance and for God's faithfulness and, and uh, not giving up on your son, because I can't imagine what this would be like if he wasn't here and doing what he's doing. So we're, 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 we're very appreciative of that. Well, yeah, we've been blessed not just that way. But also, like David said, living close together. Yeah. Uh, we have two boys, one in Texas and one in uh, uh, Oregon. And when we were going to move to one place or the other, there wasn't it wasn't a choice between kids. It was a choice between climate. Do you want snow in the winter or do you want heat and humidity in the summer? Mm. <laughs> it, it was just about that simple mm -hmm. because uh, I think we'd have been we'd have uh, been very well with with Tim in Texas too. We you know that relationship. We Pat and I have been blessed with a good familial relationship with our kids. And you know of a lot of families where mm -hmm. between father and son or 
mother and daughter and yeah and sometimes a lot of your pastoring is trying to help mom and dad reconcile with uh, son or daughter mm-hmm. sometimes those reconciliations they're not interested in mm-hmm. being reconciled unfortunately yeah yeah so that's another way that, that Pat and I have been blessed it's just um, the family relationship we have with both our kids and grandkids and Mm-hmm. Great grandkids, great grandkids, yeah, grandkids. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think Chad's number five is a good one to end on. What is the one thing older you would tell younger you as it pertains to the church, or maybe not even as it pertains to the church, just in general? Well. There's a guy named, or was a guy named Herbert Philbrick that nobody ever heard of. But it was a TV show back in the early 50s. And it was called I Led Three Lives. And he was a husband and a father and a working guy and a communist spy. And those were his three lives. And I think if I could talk to the younger me, Mm -hmm. I led three lives for a long time. Um, I had ambitions at work, I had family at home, and I had uh, my church. Sure. And I will have to say the persona that I had in the three where it was not the yeah. same, where it should have been. Mm-hmm. So if I could go back to me and say, John, if you had a do-over, I would want to take that church spiritual godly persona and try to bring it into the other two lives and then make one life out of it. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> That's actually really good. Yeah. <laughs> that right there was worth the whole 45 minutes. Yeah. Oh, like that should be a book. Yeah. yeah. Well, look up Herbert Philbert. <laughs> <laughs> be the same guy in every every area. If you, were, if you were to kind of just think about your legacy and, and what you want uh, to be remembered for out of, out of everything you've you know kind of been and done and you know, what, what's what's the kind of the big E on the eye chart? I'm not sure I ever thought about it. <laughs> um, Sorry, that wasn't on I the think, list. <laughs> I think the kids, David and Tim, the men that they've become, because I have, if pride's a sin, I got a little of it. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a good pride. Well, there's, there's a good just, one that's a book also, that idea. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's uh, the two boys and their families. Um, and, and the grandkids. It's a lot of fun watching. Lincoln right now is the one that, the, and, and 10 months old, 11 months old, and that kid's walking. And David babysat for him a couple days ago. And I think David was ready for bed oh, well. at the end good. of that day because <laughs> yeah. that little kid <laughs> good. but it's just fun to watch him and fun to see him experience things for the first time I gave him his first ice cream a couple months ago against maybe his <laughs> his mother gave me permission but and to watch that kid the first bite kind of puckered up and the second bite he was all in from then <laughs> on until it was all gone and uh well, I think I've... Kids. Yeah. Well, you, you hopefully 
you feel like you've succeeded at that. Like I've told you before that, like I couldn't have, couldn't have had a better dad. Like won the lottery. I know Tim feels the same way. We've had those conversations. Like just you were you were the best man. Thank you. So well, thank you. So thank you. Well, it's really cool to be able to have you on today. And, yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. Uh, you got yeah. seven or eight more minutes. You well, got... we try to keep it under an hour. We don't. We don't. When we're it. hungry, we yeah. My stomach's rumbling. I heard Brent. Yeah, I wasn't going to say anything about that. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. Men's breakfast. Yeah. Men's breakfast. What do you guys? What, do you, what are you guys eating? What are you making? Pancakes, French toast, sausage, bacon. Wow, and a bunch of other so stuff. so basically like everything that's yeah. ever been invented yeah. for breakfast. Had me a bacon that yeah. has fat in it that, mm-hmm. that is yeah. cooked in fat. Cool. Yes, there and that's at eight thirty. Eight thirty at Community, Community Bible, Bible Church. Church. And then you come over here and you do yard work. After you work off all your donuts and stuff over here, yeah. If you're weighed down with syrup and pancakes, then come over here. Yeah, you kind of waddle home. That's awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for for being with us. We'll have you thanks with us again. Thanks for imparting some wisdom. Yeah. I don't know that I did. No, no you did. You, you always do. Let me pray. Yeah. Lord, thank you uh, for this day. Thank you for this time. Thank you for uh, the people that have gone before us um, in the church. God, we thank you for the generations for um, that the church is multi generational on purpose. That there's value in it. Uh, reasons for it, God, and I pray that uh, we would just come to appreciate it more, um, look for it more, uh, invest in it more. I thank you for my dad. I thank you for his life and just his testimony as a godly man that wants to please you. Um, I ask for more of that in my own life, um, and we just thank you for uh, uh, for this day, for all that you do with us, um, for us, um, in spite of us, <laughs> every day, and in your son's name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining us, y'all. We'll see you in a week. Thanks for tuning in to One Decent Pastor. If you'd like more information about the church, go to our website at thedoor3r.org.